We're continuing in Simon Reishnun, and we read yesterday about the importance of getting ready for Shabbos early Friday morning. And uh, the Mechaber told us that even if you have many people to help you, you should still try to do something uh, to be Mechaber Shabbos. And the Mechaber went on to quote many of the great Amorayim. Rav Chista would cut the vegetables, and Rabbi Rav Yosef would, would chop the wood, and Rav Zeru would light the candles. Rav Nachman would clean the house and bring out the old kalim and bring in the Shabbos kalim. And the Mechaber told us that Umayhem Yulmud Kol Adam, from them all of us could learn that we should never say, getting down in my hands and knees and scrubbing or cleaning or helping in the kitchen, that's beneath my dignity, that's beneath my kavod, says the Mechaber, Ki zehu to the contrary, this is your kavod, through being Mechabed Shabbos, that's the ultimate kavod. Uh, the Ramah told us that sharpening the knife is also included in Kovach Shabbos. Let's take a look here at Sivkat and Gimel, Lahachin Ba'atzmo, to prepare something yourself. Says the Chavetzchaim, the mitzvah's kibud Shabbos mutal al kol adam. The mitzvah of honoring Shabbos is incumbent upon every person. But like the verse in Yeshaya tells us that there's a mitzvah to Mechabit Shabbos. So the Chafetz Chaim seems to be bothered by the question, listen, in general, I could have a shliach do it, and if we're talking about a, a wealthy person, a wealthy family, and they have many helpers, so why do I have to do anything? I'll, I'll be yotze through a shliach. So the answer is that the Gemara and Kedushin tells us, it's always better for you, to do, for you to do the mitzvah yourself than to have a shliach do it for you. Mitzvah This is a klal in all mitzvos. Always better for you to do it yourself than to have it done through a shliach. Take a look in the berlocha. The Sharetzi and the Sifkat and Tess is bothered by the question that we know the Gemara Moed Katan tells us that if you're in the middle of learning and there's a chesed opportunity that arrives, how do you know when to stop learning and participate in the chesed? And when do you know to say, you know what, I, I would love to, but I have to keep on learning how do I be Mishayer? How, how do I make that assessment? So the Gemara tells us the guiding principle is always if somebody else could do the mitzvah and you're not needed to participate, then the answer is keep on learning. If it's EF sure, if it's impossible through others, so then you have a chiv to close the Gemara and do the chesed. So the Chafetz Chaim is bothered by the question if you have all these helpers there, why do we say mitzvah bo yosem v'shlucho? We should take the klal from the Gemara Mordkatan and we should say that if it's yucha lasas aydecherim, ein mivat l'tatalmud, a few lizman muat. Other people could do it, so why should these great people be mivat l'tatalmud Torah? And he says, v'hocha halo yucha lasas aydecherim, the other from mishu ach legamre. And here it seems like even like a better situation. It's not just other people could do it. I could have my shliach do it. So at least conceptually, I'm, I'm still doing it without having to leave the Gemara. So the Sharetzion offers two basic explanations. And the first one needs a lot of Hezber. And this will be beyond the scope of our conversation. But we'll just say the structure. First answer is, the dafka mitzvah she'ein muteles al gufo. Only time we say that... If other people could be doing it, you have no chiv to stop learning, is when it's a mitzvah that's not incumbent upon you. It's not on me personally. So, for example, <speaking in Hebrew> 
that if I'm learning, so there's no need for me to get up and do a chesed for somebody if other people are right there and they're able to help him. In contrast to this mitzvah, where I have a personal chiv to be mechabe Shabbos. So it's not just that the, the result of it, it, it will be nice, it will be clean, things will be ready even if I don't participate, but it's more of the Misa mitzvah. I have to do something. That's the, the mitzvah of the Shabbos, is do something for the honor of Shabbos. In contrast to a chesed, the main concern is we just want them to be taken care of. And if there are other people who are ready, willing, and able to do it, then there's no need for you to stop learning. It's interesting, I remember many years ago in yeshiva, the question was, there was a need for more Hatzalah members. And, and they approached the yeshiva and they were asking, can you please give us some volunteers? And so some were very into it and excited to join, and others weren't. So the question is, how do you determine who should, who should take away from their learning to uh, participate in Hatzalah? So on one hand, you could argue, why should I volunteer? It's a mitzvah that's efshar, it's possible to be done through others. There are 300 people in the yeshiva, so uh, I, I have no chiv to stop learning. However, that's, that's not correct. The post can tell us that the only time we say it's a mitzvah where it's efshar al yedei acher is if somebody else is in a better position or it makes more sense for them to be doing it than for you. If there are 300 people here besides myself, but we're all in the exact same situation where we all have to stop learning in order to do something, that's not called the mitzvah that's ef acher. That's called ef acher. And therefore, I do have a chiv to participate. And therefore, sometimes the, the most fair way to do it, and I think this is what they did in yeshiva, is you have a goral. You have some kind of lottery where you could uh, all put your names in the hat and, uh, you know, hashkacha will determine that. But an interesting idea that that acher doesn't just mean there are other people there, it means there are other people that that's more matim for them to be doing the chesed than for you. That's the first answer of the Sharetzion. The second answer is, Maybe this is a special thing with Kavad Shabbos, that, uh, that they would stop their learning to participate, because it's so severe, it's so important. If one's a Talmud Chacham, and it would take away from his learning, then by Shar Mitzvos, we would not apply this. Now, I'm not sure why he says, Imhu Talmud Chacham. Lechorah should just be, if you're learning, uh, it doesn't make a difference how accomplished you are. But those are the two basic approaches of the Shar Tzion and Ayin Shom Vaduk. Let's continue here in the Mishnah Baruch. Kosu HaSvarim. The Svarim teach us, Yehar HaBetshuva Yivifashu Shemaisav Bechol Erev Shabbos. One should think in Tshuva and should analyze his ways every Erev Shabbos. Ki Shabbos Mikra Kala Malkasa. Because Shabbos is called the Bride, the Queen. It's as if we're, we're greeting the king. And therefore, it's inappropriate for us to greet the Kalamalkasa when we're clothed in these dirty clothing of, of Avonos, of Averos. So, Erev Shabbos is, a, is, a, is an appropriate time for Tshuva and to be Mephashvesh Vemaisov. That's interesting that the phrase Kalamalkasa. So one of the sources is the Gemara Baba Kama. And it speaks about different Amarayim that would go out and they would greet the Shabbos and they would say, Kala Malkasa, Bowikala, Bowikala. And the Marsha over there explains 
why is the Shabbos called Kala, the bride? He says it's based on the Chazal that tells us that everything has its uh, corresponding factor. Everything in the Bria has, uh, has something else that somehow complements it. And the question is, well, how about Knesset Yisrael? What complements Klal Yisrael? And the Chazal tell us that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is the Zug. It's the partner of Klal Yisrael. And that's why it's called Kala. Why is it Malkasa? Why is she referred to as a, as a, as a queen? So the Marsha says, because Klal Yisrael b'nei Malachim. So our Kala is Malkasa. Uh, continues the Mishnah Baru. One should clean away the spider webs. So part of cleaning the house and making it look nice for Shabbos is getting rid of the spider webs. Now there's an interesting question on Shabbos itself. Let's say we find a spider web. Am I allowed to remove it? Is there any problem with getting rid of a spider web on Shabbos? So there's a piece here in the uh, Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa. This is in Perak Chaf Gimel. Os Yud, where Rabbi Newworth writes, "Ein lahasar karya kavish, gam mishum iser muktza, vegam shehem mechubarim lebayis." There are two reasons why one should not remove a spiderweb on Shabbos. One is because it's muktza, and the second reason is because it's attached to the house. Veyesh bezech hashash iser tolish minum mechuber. And there's a concern that when you're detaching it from the bias, it's as if you're detaching something from its source of growth. Obviously, you can't kill the spider itself. So those are the two issues that the Shmir Shabbos raises. However, in the footnote, in the Ha'ara Lamid Zion, Rabbi Nuruth writes, the divrei teimahem lomer the isbe mishum soser v'tolish. Reb Shlomo Zalman said, I, "I do not understand that second concern bechlal to say that it's some form of stira if it's attached to the wall, or to say it's tolish, it's removing something, and therefore the psak of Shlomo Zalman was the main issue of a spiderweb is moktza, and therefore it's, if it's disturbing you, you have the hetter of graf shalrei and anything that's disgusting." that makes the, uh, the environment around us unpleasant, you're allowed to remove that. Uh, or even if it's not a graf shari, it could be if it's even just somewhat disturbing, you could do so, but But it sounds like according to Shlomo Zalman, the main issue would be Moktza. Continues the Mishnah Baro. And for sure you should clean the house from the, the dirt and the dust uh, to get everything nice and clean. We should have in mind, how would we prepare our house if we had a king staying with us? How nice we would make everything, we'd clean up the, the, the mess and dust the, the counters, make the beds. And if that's the way we'd act to a basur v'dam, so for sure when it comes to Shabbos Malkasa, that, that beautiful, sublime energy and Kedusha of Shabbos. Sif Katin Dalit. Umehem Yomud Kol Adam. And from these great people we should all learn. Meaning to say, even if one is very chashev and very accomplished, for sure, when the days are shorter during the winter, 
And for sure, when you see it's getting close to Shabbos and there's still a lot to do, everyone is to work with all of his strength for the covet of Shabbos. It's interesting, the Shari Tshuva, he brings here from the writings of the Arizal, he says, The sweat. That, that, that comes from a person as he's toiling for covered Shabbos, has the power to erase avonos just like tears. And therefore, he says, And he says the same thing applies to doing uh, Erev Pesach preparations. So although it might be at work and we're getting shvitzi, to, to know that the sweat itself is machaper, it could change our whole perspective on the Erev Shabbos preparation. Uh, the Mishnah Baruch continues, I've seen great people spending time being Mechab the Bayas in the shorter days in order that no one should come to Chilol Shabbos. What does it make a difference if you don't have anyone else to prepare for you, or even if you have a shliach, but if they don't have sufficient time to get things ready, then obviously you're mechuyiv to participate. Then no one should say it's beneath my dignity. How does the Pasuk of having Shalom in your tent refer to sharpening the knife? This is an amazing insight. So we learn from the Sifri that if it's talking about Shalom bias, so then we have to do everything possible to mitigate anything that could potentially cause machlokis. If you have a knife that doesn't cut well, and I'm not in a good mood, that could, that could be garim katata, that could bring a disappointment and, and, and anger and frustration. So everything that we could do to avoid shalom bias issues, it's a mitzvah lasoso, and that's an amazing insight in the shalom bias in general. There was a story with the, uh, the altar of Slabovka, he was having a conversation with a young man, and they were talking about helping in the home and helping his, his wife. He was newly married. And the altar, he was asking him, you know, do you do things Friday afternoon to help get ready for Shabbos? And the, the young man said, of course. I'm Amish like, like Rav Chista. I, I, I help cut up the vegetables. And, and similar to Rav Nachman, I, I, I uh, help clean the house. And the altar looked at him in the face and he said, Yid, we don't help Friday afternoon because we have this picture of Chista, of Nachman in our minds, and you're trying to think that you're like the great people. That's not where it's at. We help Friday afternoon because, number one, we have a genuine desire to be Mechavet Shabbos, and number two, perhaps more importantly, we want to help our wives. She has a lot to do, and if I could help her in any way, I, I want to be there. Trust me, Rav Chistad, Rav Nachman, they weren't having this picture of somebody else in their minds as they were doing it. They were doing it because they had a genuine feeling for the mitzvah of Kovit Shabbos and the mitzvah of helping your wife. That was the Musr of the altar of Slobodka. There's a Bir Lacha where he focuses on the, on the word Yishtadel. The Mechaber said, We should try to do something to cover Shabbos. And he points out that the Rambam says a different Lashon of Chayev. 
However, the Rambam can't mean chayiv, that it's a real chayiv. Uh, he says, rather, the kavan of the Rambam is that it's a mitzvah, and that the mitzvah bo yosem v'shlucho, and you should really participate, but lav chov gomerhu. That's the, the first berlacha. Second berlacha, ki zehu kavodo, he says, what the Machaber is doing here with this line is really answering a question that's raised by the Chavis Yor. The Chavis Yor was bothered by the, the, the issue, How are these greater Marayim able to, to do things that were below and beneath their dignity? The Gemara in Brachos tells us that Kavod Abriyo's human dignity is so important that it's Docha Losa say. And the, the Maskan of the Gemara is it means we're Docha Losa say the Rabbanin. And even in a say, if it's Sheval Tasa. So how could these great people go and do something that was so beneath their kavod? So the Mechaber is really coming to address that issue. That you're osik ba'atma mitzvah, v'nikrish osikein l'chvod Hashem Yisbarach. It's one thing to, uh, to tell a godol, don't, you know, you're walking down the street, and the, 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 the halach in Bab tells us that if you find an Aveda, but it's dirty and it's gross and, and it's, it's, it's not right for you, someone of your stature, to pick it up and return it, so then you're putter. Because nobody knows what you're doing. It's not nicker, it's not clear. You're doing something l'kavod Hashem as a mitzvah. In contrast to cleaning the house covered on Erev Shabbos, l'kavod Shabbos, or some of the other examples that are quoted in the Shari Tshuva of building a sukkah, or helping you know, uh, dig graves, all these things that it's clear you're doing it for the mitzvah, there is no lacking, there is no diminishing in your kavod, to the contrary, zahu kavodo. So that's the distinction the Birlacha uh, helps us with, and that's the understanding of the Mahaber, which is really answering this question of the Chavis Yar. Sif base. So we read Yarba Basaviyan and Bigdonos Kafiyachalto. One should have a nice amount of meat and wine and delicacies according to his ability. So the Mishnah Brun Sifkat and Vav says Kafiyachalto, Ayin Lael Simon Reishman Beis, Shamavur Kol Ha Pratim Bezeh. In Reishman Beis, I explained all of the Pratim. In that sim, and that's where the Mishnah Bura went through the different levels of, of how much does one have to spend on covered Shabbos. If I'm not making it financially, how does that work if I'm taking from tzedakah? However, the Mishnah Bura quoted the Gemara in Shabbos in Kofi Yudchas. But the Gemara tells us that you have to be all these different examples of delicacies one should have for Shabbos, assuming one has the means to do so. And that's why the Mechaber here says, Kafi Yechalto, it all depends on, on what I'm able to do. Uh, but there the Mishnah Buru explained that there's no chiv to have any particular type of food. You don't need to have this, uh, the Tavshel Shotradin or the Roshe Shuman. Those are just examples of things that were considered chashiv in those times. The mitzvah of Oneg or Kavod Shabbos is to prepare things that are chashiv and, and something that you enjoy. And the question comes up, is there an actual chiv to have basr v'yayin? So according to the Mishnah Bruin Reish Membez, base, he quoted this sif over here in Reish Nun, and he said the pshat of the mechaber of yarba basr v'yayin doesn't mean you need to have basr v'yayin, but those are examples of things that people enjoy. Theoretically, if you like macaroni and cheese, you could have macaroni and cheese. That's how the Mishnah Bruin learns this mechaber. Now there are two other places where the, the Mishnah Bruin makes it clear that there's no chiv of eating meat or drinking wine on Shabbos. One is in Tzim in Tav Kuf Nun Beis, 
the Mechaber speaks about the laws of the, the days leading up to Tisha B'Av and the restrictions of eating meat and drinking wine. And there the Mishnah Brewer in Sifkat and Chav Gimel says that on Shabbos you're allowed to eat meat and you're allowed to drink wine. And even though there's no chiv to do so, but you're still allowed to do so because we're not knowing Gavelis and Shabbos. So it's clear from there that there's no chiv of eating meat or drinking wine on Shabbos. And it's also clear from Simon Tav Kuf Ayin Beis, Sifkat and Vav, but the Mishnah Brewer says again that there's no chiyuv of eating meat or drinking wine on Shabbos. However, you take a look, this is towards the very end of Chela Gimel in Simen Shin Mem Aleph. The Mishnah Brewer in Sifkat and Bey says that although there's no chiyuv, it's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to eat meat. There's a mitzvah to drink wine. So although there's no chiyuv in Shabbos for Basar B'yayin, and if one prefers the macaroni and cheese, you'd be allowed to do so, and that could be a, a kiyum of Oneg Shabbos. For those who do enjoy meat and drinking wine, there's a mitzvah in, in doing so. Now when it comes to Yontif, we have a klal that ain't simch el of Basar B'yayin, and the Bir Lacha in Simon Tavkov Chavtes explains that nowadays we, don't, we no longer have Basar Shlomim, we don't have bring Karbanos, so the eating of meat is not a chiyuv, but it would still be a mitzvah to do on Yontif. The drinking of wine, however, would be a chiv. The basar no longer applies, but a yayin does. So I think one, uh, one you saw to take from this simon is the importance of getting ready for Shabbos with enough time to spare and, and not rushing and waiting till last minute. But at the same time, seeing the sensitivity, seeing the, uh, how careful we are when it comes to shalom bayis, and even though objectively in a vacuum it might be more kedai to prepare on Friday than Thursday, but if you row us and know that and you realize if we get things done ahead of time, there'll, uh, there'll be more menuchas and nefesh and shalva and reyus and ava and achva, then uh, it would seem very clear the mitzvah is to do the best we can to mitigate and then diminish machlokas and to enhance the ava shalom v'reyus. We'll continue with simulation and aleph next time.